I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday. From me, Kevin, your host of the Jury Room Podcast. I just want to say thank you for this amazing year that we have had together. Amazing growth. We made it one year. For everybody who's reached out, thank you so much. I appreciate that 100%. Definitely continue doing that. Don't forget, next year, it's going to be even bigger. If you would like to be a part of the addiction series, please reach out. I understand it's hard. And there's a lot of emotions that go into it. But there's a way to tell your story respectfully and anonymously. But other than that, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy, happy holiday. Don't forget, go leave a review, subscribe. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. As always, be safe and thanks for listening. The Oracle Warning, the following podcast contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to the jury room, where we dissect some of the most heinous, some of the most unthinkable, and some of the most monstrous crimes to ever scar the earth. From cannibalistic serial killers to decades-old unsolved mysteries, these stories are sinister enough to keep you up at night. There are times when a case can take the internet by storm. For unknown reasons, that case will elicit a deep internal reaction in people. Whether it be due to fear, triggering empathy, mere curiosity or even the creation of a murder when one may not have been committed. These cases often create confusion and more questions than answers. People find themselves looking for clues to support either one belief or the other in these types of cases. The death of Kanika Jenkins is a case that has managed to elicit that very reaction in us all. Whether you believe her death was a tragic accident or something far more sinister, her untimely demise at such a young age affects us all, no matter which scenario you personally believe. It's hard to imagine that someone so young and full of life could be extinguished from this world. Those of us who hear her story can't help but find ourselves chasing the rabbit hole of just what happened to 19-year-old Kanika Jenkins on September 8th of 2017. Is it possible that her death wasn't just an accident, but something far more insidious? Kanika Jenkins had a smile that could light up a room. Her photos are haunting when you realize that the young dimpled woman looking back at you is no longer among us in this world. At 19 years old, Kanika was spirited, fun, loving, and kind. She helped to take care of her mother, Teresa Martin, who had been recovering from a battle with breast cancer. The mother and daughter were exceedingly close, 
sharing a bond that only mothers and daughters can share. Kanika was known as a smart girl who did well in school and had goals in life. She had just found out that she had been hired for a job at a nursing home, and she had a lot to celebrate in her young life. For a 19-year-old kid, Kanika seemed to be on top of the world with her whole future ahead of her. Kanika grew up in a suburb of Chicago, Illinois, where she lived with her mother, Teresa, and her sister. Kanika was well-liked by her friends and peers. It's hard to imagine that at only 19 years old, this young teen's life could end so suddenly. On September 8, 2017, Kanika told her mother and sister that she was going out with some friends to celebrate getting the job at the nursing home. She told her mother that she'd be taking the car and that she and her friends would be going out bowling or possibly out to a movie to celebrate the good news. Unfortunately, Kanika, like many teens at that age, decided to go to a party with several of her friends at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois, instead of going out to the movies as she had told her mother she would be doing that night. What Kanika didn't know is that that night of September 8th, 2017, would end in her own tragic death. She would never get to see her family again or start that job at the nursing home that she had been so excited to celebrate. At 11.30 p.m. in room 926 of the Crown Plaza Hotel, a party was going on. Alcohol was flowing, music was thrumming, and the partygoers seemed to be having a generally good time. It was around 1 a.m. when Kanika Jenkins and three of her friends arrived at the party. Like many teenagers, they shared photos on social media platforms of themselves and the party throughout the night. An acquaintance of Kanika's stated in interviews with investigators that when he got to the party, Kanika came up to him and gave him a hug. In doing so, he noticed that she was swaying back and forth when going in to hug him. Other partygoers observed that Kanika was drinking cognac throughout the night, but they didn't see her engage in any illegal drug use. It was noted during police investigations that many witnesses stated that Kanika wasn't acting like her usual happy-go-lucky self. Partygoers stated that at times she would dance to the music being played, but then she would go sit down and seem to be reflective or sad. No one reported if Kanika had shared with them just what was making her feel so down throughout the night. It seemed out of character for Kanika to be acting so sad one moment and happy the next. It was unusual considering she had just gotten a job she was excited about and her mom was recovering from breast cancer. All things that should make someone feel ecstatic. At 3 a.m., Kanika and her friends decided it was time to leave the party. Reports began to conflict from the group of people she was with during this time. At times, it was stated that they and Kanika went down to the lobby of the hotel. And once there, Kanika realized she had left her cell phone and some of her belongings 
back in room 926. The other reports stated that it was near the elevators on the ninth floor that Kanika's missing items were discovered. Regardless of where it was determined that Kanika had left her cell and car keys behind. Kanika was left alone while the remainder of the group went back to grab her things. It's at this point in the evening where things begin to become dire for Kanika Jenkins. Around 3.20 a.m., after retrieving her belongings, Kanika's friends return to the spot where they had left her and discover that she is no longer there. The group begins to search through the hotel, looking for signs of their missing friend. According to reports, they searched the entirety of the hotel looking for Kanika, but were unable to locate her. It was after searching throughout the Crown Plaza Hotel, which took about an hour to do, that her friends decided that they needed to call Kanika's mother, Teresa, and let her know that her beloved daughter, Kanika Jenkins, was indeed missing. Teresa Martin arrived at the Crown Plaza Hotel at approximately 5 a.m., about an hour after she received the phone call that Kanika was missing. Upon arriving at the hotel, Teresa went to the front desk to ask the hotel staff if they had seen her daughter. The hotel staff didn't seem overly concerned that 19-year-old Kanika Jenkins was missing. And so, they did not offer additional help to Teresa in searching for her missing daughter. Teresa knew something was wrong though, and so she took it upon herself to go and knock on every guest room throughout the hotel, asking if any of the guests had seen her daughter, Kanika. After some time, the hotel caught wind of Teresa's room-to-room search for her daughter, and so they called 911 to file a complaint against Teresa. 911, where's the address emergency? Hi, my name is Rashko. I'm from the Crown Plaza, Chicago. Okay. I have a three ladies in the lobby who claimed that their sister apparently was here but didn't show up, didn't get home. <clears throat> and uh, it, I'm not getting really man, any much information. She was not registered guest. They said that she was with the friends and now she didn't show up. I, I don't know if maybe somebody got stopped by. <clears throat> Wait, so, all right, so, so what? So what's exactly going on? You said the three women, three women showed up, and they're looking for someone that isn't there. Yeah, the like uh, three young ladies. They said that they're looking for her sister, and they claimed that their sister stayed with somebody or was here <laughs> last night, but apparently she didn't show up home yet, and they think that um, you know she got lost or something. I, I don't know what their reasons are. Well, I mean, are they are they causing you any sort of disturbance? Are they fighting with you? Are they? No, they do not find that they, they seem to be concerned, and then I would like to, to help them, but they really don't, uh, I, at this point, I don't know how I can help them, um, like... Uh, well, 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 in that instance, sir, if you, want, if you want, sir, you can give them our address, and they can come into the station, they can speak with an officer. Okay, and then uh, your address is down on the TUI? Uh, no, uh, Devon Avenue, 9501 West Devon Nine, Avenue. 9501 West Devon, okay, very good, thank you. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. 
Teresa Martin tried to get the hotel staff to show her the surveillance videos that they had throughout the hotel in the hopes that the videos could shed some light as to just what had happened a few hours earlier to her 19-year-old daughter, Kanika. The hotel staff informed Teresa that they couldn't show her the footage of the hotel's surveillance due to the fact that Kanika had yet to be formally filed as a missing person with the police. In the late morning of September 9th, 2017, Teresa Martin reached out to the police in hopes that they would take her daughter's disappearance seriously and that she would be able to file a missing persons report for her daughter. It wasn't until 10 p.m. on Saturday, September 9th, 2017, that investigators would finally take a look at surveillance footage throughout the hotel. That footage would lead to the speculation and continued intrigue that haunts the case of Kanika Jenkins. The following is a timeline of Kanika's movements throughout that night and then throughout the surveillance footage. 11.30 p.m. Kanika says goodbye to her mother, Teresa, and her sister and leaves to meet friends to hang out to celebrate the job at the nursing home. She does not tell her family about any plans to go to the hotel party. 1.30 a.m. Kanika calls her sister and speaks to her for the final time. 3.20 a.m. Kanika and her friends decided to leave the hotel and head back towards their homes. It's at this time that Kanika realizes her car keys and her phone are not with her, and presumably she left them in the room the party is occurring in. Her friends go to retrieve Kanika's missing items, leaving her alone to wait for them to return. It is important to note that at this point in the evening, Kanika is stumbling and seemingly intoxicated to the point that her friends chose to go and obtain her lost items for her. The friends return to the spot they left Kanika to find her missing. They began to search through the hotel for their missing friend. 4 a.m. Kanika has still not been located by her friends. At this time, they realize they need to call Kanika's mother, Teresa, and let her know that they can't find Kanika at the hotel. 5 a.m. Teresa Martin, Kanika's mother, arrives at Crown Plaza Hotel. She speaks with the hotel staff in hopes of obtaining help in searching for her daughter, who has been missing for nearly two hours at this point in time. They do not offer to assist Teresa in finding her daughter. Late morning, Teresa Martin is able to file a missing persons report for her 19-year-old daughter, Kanika Jenkins, who has now been missing for roughly six to seven hours. 911, where's the address of emergency? Yes, I'm at the Crown, uh, Crown Plaza at O'Hare Airport, and I was calling because my daughter came to this uh, to a party here last night, a gathering with her friends, and um, now her friends, they say that they left on the front of the hotel, and she's not able to be found now. She's 19 years old. And you said that this, and, and you said the Crown Plaza at O'Hare Airport? Yes. Yes, and they said that the, um, when her friends was asking uh, earlier today, like about 4 o'clock in the morning, 
because uh, they run the video cameras, they said that they didn't have no cameras. But now I came and it was a lady, she said that if she, if she heard music and she, she asked me that I want to go upstairs and we went upstairs on the 11th floor and it was someone came to the room and the, she said that she did see my daughter there with a group of girls and, and, and a couple of guys. But um, that's how she just saw because she was trying busy trying to get reception on her phone. All right, well then, um, you know what? Um, are you sure you don't mean the Crown Plaza in Rosemont? Yes, the Crown, yes it is. I'm sorry, the Crown Plaza in Rosemont. That's exactly where it's at. I'm okay, really sorry. And, no, no, it's okay. And, and have you spoke? And you said you spoke with the uh... front desk. I'm sitting outside, right in front of the hotel, in a parking lot right now. And they were saying that they didn't, that they haven't seen your daughter since she left, or? No, it's a different set. It's a different um, uh, a new. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a new shift. And they said that they haven't seen it. Well, of course they wouldn't have seen it, because this is like three or four in the morning. And I just seen it. They, was here because I just found the ticket where where they entered this um, hotel. It was at um, 1.36 p.m. So hold on, this is not her ticket because this is on the 6th. My daughter wasn't here on the 6th. Okay, and uh, well, uh, you know what, real quick, I'm just going to see if maybe we, uh, I'm going to see if maybe she was here at all. Uh, what's your daughter's name? Her name is Kanika Jenkins. Right, the, room wasn't the room wasn't registered in her name. She came with some friends here. And, uh, yeah, I just want to verify. I, I'm, I'm uh, about to say, I actually just came in myself. Uh, probably been on a for about 45 minutes. So I just want to make sure that, you know, maybe she didn't she didn't get arrested and sent on her own. You know what I mean? I just want to double check everything. But okay, she, thank you. You're very welcome. But um, it doesn't look like we had any run-ins with her last night at all. Um. Do you think it's possible maybe she went to one of her friend's houses or, you know, she's probably... No, be, no actually, because she had my car. She was driving my car. She know I don't like nobody to drive my car because my insurance will not pay for nobody, no one besides her. And um, her friends kept calling my phone. I told them to stay out here. They stayed out here, but they called me like about three time in the morning. I was laying in the bed. I just had breast surgery. At breast, you know, I was I fought uh, breast cancer. So I'm, you know, sedated off medication early. And they telling me she out here. So once I rejuvenated, strengthened enough, myself enough to get up and drive out here to look for. Once they brought me my car, I came I'm right out here, and I came to the hotel and I showed them a picture of her and I asked them if they see it. And it was a lady in the lobby. And she heard me asking at the front desk, and she said it was music. She did hear music. She called the one downstairs to report the room and come to find out it was the people next door. And when we knocked on the door, um, that person said that she did see my daughter downstairs with, it was like four of them, and it was four of them. And she said my daughter, she, um, she was with three of her friends, but her three friends said, which then, you know, these kids won't tell the truth. They said that she was, they went upstairs to get her cell phone. And when they went to get her cell phone, she was standing in the lobby, in the front lobby. And then when they came back down, she wasn't there anymore. No, I absolutely understand. Um, 1.15 p.m. The official search for Kanika begins now. 
her case has finally listed as a missing persons report. 10 p.m. The surveillance footage is reviewed by officers. They are able to spot Kanika on the footage at 3.20 a.m. She is stumbling throughout the lobby of the Crown Plaza Hotel. She passes the registration desk and disappears towards what is thought to be the kitchens of the Crown Plaza Hotel. Police begin to retrace Kanika's steps that were viewed on the surveillance footage. 12.48 a.m. September 10th, 2017. Kanika Jenkins is found deceased. Investigators were able to retrace her steps to the kitchen of the Crown Plaza Hotel. It is thought that this area of the Crown Plaza Hotel had been in a construction area and was not a high traffic area of the hotel at the time of Kanika's death. Once in the kitchen, investigators discover a large walk-in freezer. It was upon opening the freezer that they would find the deceased remains of 19-year-old Kanika Jenkins. The young woman, who hours before had been excited to celebrate her brand new job at a nursing home. Kanika Jenkins was found lying on her side face down with one of her shoes removed from her foot. There was no apparent trauma to Kanika, just one small cut that was located on her foot. After two hours with the freezer doors open, the freezer held a temperature of 34 degrees Fahrenheit. Hypothermia begins to set into the human body at roughly 35 degrees Fahrenheit. 5 a.m. September 10th, 2017. 24 hours from when Teresa Martin first stepped into the Crown Plaza Hotel looking for her missing daughter. She is able to view the frozen remains of her 19-year-old child. The medical examiner's office for Cook County conducted the autopsy report on the remains of Kanika Jenkins. The autopsy was conducted by Kristen E. Howell, MD. The report is available online for those who would like to read the report in its entirety. The following is the opinion statement and the cause of death listed in the Cook County Medical Examiner's autopsy findings for Kanika Jenkins. During the autopsy, a toxicology report was run on Kanika Jenkins. The toxicology report states that Kanika had ethanol and triperamate intoxication. Her blood alcohol level was listed at 0.112. The legal limit for alcohol is 0.08. Tapiramate is a migraine and epilepsy medication, which when combined with alcohol can increase the effects of both the alcohol and the triperamate. The side effects from the combination of alcohol and triperamate can include dizziness, confusion, impaired judgment, and poor coordination to name a few of the possible effects of combining these two substances. The tapiramate can also increase the chances of hypothermia. The deadly combination of the freezer's cold temperatures mixed with the impairing side effects of the tapiramate and alcohol are considered to be the leading factors in the death of Kanika Jenkins at this time. It is of note that Kanika did not hold a prescription for tapiramate. 
and it is unknown if she knowingly took the medication or if it was added to something she ingested unbeknownst to her. Investigators did find that the freezer door was not locked at the time of Kanika's death. If the handle had been pushed on the door, it could have been opened from the inside. Theories have abounded regarding the death of Kanika Jenkins. Internet sleuths and the captivated internet audiences have theorized that perhaps Kanika was murdered by people at the party and then hid in the freezer as a cover-up to the crime. Theories have also suggested that perhaps someone on the hotel staff had accidentally locked Kanika in the freezer, not realizing that the 19-year-old was in there. There has been no evidence brought forth at this time that would cast any doubt on the findings from the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office. For all accounts and purposes, this tragic death of a young, bright 19-year-old may actually be just what the ME stated in their autopsy report, an accident. The case of Kanika Jenkins is a tragic one. The question still remains. Did Kanika Jenkins find herself in a terrible situation where her intoxicated state led to a fatal accident? Or were there people lurking in the shadows who orchestrated the death of Kanika Jenkins? Thanks for listening. And remember, you never know what's lurking in the shadows, lingering around the corner, walking past your house at night. So watch out, stay safe, and keep listening. This has been The Jury Room.